to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Senior Leader Marty Manuel. Um, I want to I share today um, and do something a little bit differently uh, in one sense, but I want to share on overcoming obstacles. Overcoming obstacles. Every single person in this room has had or has some form of obstacles in their life, including me. And sometimes we go to different sources to get help. We go to maybe, um, you know, someone who's succeeded in an area or a book or a YouTube clip or maybe come to church or whatever it might be to hear that word of life and that word of hope that we need to get us over the obstacle that we're facing right now or seeing in our lives. I want to share with you today um, a little story of three people, and it's slightly biased, I must say, because all of these people have been involved in the Ironman triathlon in Hawaii. And so, yeah, I have quite a, a liking for that. I don't know that I'll ever get to do one one day, because if you, if you find out what's, what it takes to actually accomplish an Ironman triathlon, it, it's phenomenal that it, a human being can even do that. And, uh, but I want to explore the lives of three people this morning who have done the Ironman triathlon in Hawaii. And I want to just share a little bit of their story. But before I do, I want to start by uh, reading in John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. And it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is Jesus' words to us, reminding us that whatever situation we're going through, he overcame everything. He overcame the king adversary, Satan, the, the opposer of everything truth, everything honest, everything pure and clean. Jesus stole the keys from him, defeated him on the cross, and now you and I can follow in the wake of Jesus knowing that he's already overcome every obstacle that we may face. There's sometimes in our life where we face situations where we don't even think we're going to make it. We think this is just too much to absorb. This is too much to, for a human to put up with. And this is my life is just not going the way I thought it was. And various thoughts and thinking and styles and even people we might hang around. And there's things happening that seem to be the obstacles mounting up against us. When we're in that kind of situation, that's when we need words of life. Words of life put into our spirit, put into our mind, put into our body. And these, again, are the words of Jesus. I've told you these things so that you may have peace. If you're facing obstacles, one of the greatest things it's hardest to find is peace. Because we're struggling with ourselves. And struggling with ourselves and the circumstances around us is one of the surefire ways to implode. Because we haven't got the answer. We don't have the answer, but Jesus does, and that's why he reminds us, in this world, you will have trouble. Don't be surprised when you're facing challenges, when you're facing trials, when you're facing doubts and fears and things that may be blocking your success. When we're facing those things, take heart, that's what Jesus says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
And when I read that, it stirs something within me, and I hope it stirs something within you, to remember that he has already conquered your problem. He's already overcome your obstacle, whatever it might be. It could be a big thing or a little thing. He's already overcome it. He already has the solution for you ahead of you. It may just be a little journey for you to find it. He already knows the answers. He already knows the solutions, the success, the prosperity, the breakthrough, the timing, the relationships that need to be formed, or whatever situation needs to be brought about. He knows the answer. He has it in his hands. He has everything under control. Nothing is out of control. There's no need to panic. That's why he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And if you want to distill that word, the world, down, you might want to make that a little more relevant to your situation. You might want to say, Jesus has overcome my work situation. Jesus has overcome that relational challenge I'm having right now. Jesus has overcome my financial problems. Don't you love that one? If you have financial problems, Jesus knows the answer already. He already has your breakthrough and your solution at hand. Sometimes it's just a matter of us actually drawing near to him and inclining our ear to the Father and saying, what is the source of breakthrough for my life? What is that source of breakthrough? Is there a limitation in my heart and in my behavior that is causing me to have financial problems all the time? And is there some wisdom you want to give me, Father, to actually show me how to live differently and decide things differently so that I can have breakthrough? I, um, most of you will know I'm a Tony Robbins fan. And Tony Robbins is a, a, a great speaker on, on life and, and coaching. And one of the things he has written in one of his books is how, how strange it is when he has so many people coming up to him saying, oh, I'd love to have more money. I'd love to have more money and be successful like you. And I'd love to do this. And, and he'll slap back at them and he'll say, well, hang on. How much money this week or this month did you spend on things that you don't need to live? And he'll go through a little bit of an analysis with them on their spending patterns, their behavior, their decisions. And quickly enough, he will work out that we as humans, even though we want to prosper and we want to be successful financially, we spend a whole lot of money on a whole lot of things we don't need. And when we distill our lives back and we cut off the other things and we say, well, hang on, man, there's, there's probably a few hundred dollars this month I spent on things that I just didn't really need that are going to help me thrive and help me, you know, feed me and feed my family and, and clothe me and this sort of thing, but a whole lot of other things. And, and so quickly enough, you realize, wow, there's two or three hundred dollars a month. I could be saving. Now, this is not a coaching seminar, but if we then look at, upon our lives in other areas and we actually look and we say, wow, what are the things we do? Well, how do we use our time? How do we use our thinking? How do we use our, the abilities that God's given us to get the greatest fruit out of our lives for the kingdom of God? And sometimes, sometimes it's it's a matter of actually getting these obstacles out of the way, isn't it? Actually removing them. I think there's three areas that obstacles really uh, detract, reduce, and get in the way of us seeing the greatest release of God in our lives. Um, the first one is our own obstacles. Our own obstacles. And they may be limitations, doubts, fears. Or they might be behaviors and patterns and things that we just have in our life. We're almost self-destruct clauses. 
You know what I mean? Have you ever noticed that sometimes we have a self-destruct clause that even when we do start succeeding in relationships, we sabotage it because we've just got a behavior that does that. And we need to look at patterns like that and say, hang on, I actually want fruit of the kingdom. I want fruit coming out of my life. And each of us want that here this morning. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want that. You desire the kingdom fruit to be evident in your life, flowing and to be bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Then sometimes we have to look at our own obstacles. The second one is God's obstacles. Now, this might sound weird, but I think sometimes God places obstacles in our way to prevent us from making wrong decisions. So maybe there's an obstacle in the way. Maybe there's something blocking you or hindering you because God doesn't want you to go down that path. Maybe if you went down that path, you might think it's breaking through, but it's actually going to cause destruction in your life or negativity in your life. And so this is why we need a whole lot of wisdom. And then the third area is Satan's obstacles. And, these, and this area is one that it, we need to put it in balance because if we think that everything... Um, in our lives that's blocking or hindering or everything that is not going the way we think it should be. If we place everything in the Satan basket, we become an imbalanced person where we think that everything that's not happening the way we think it should happen must be Satan. But that is not a balanced believer. A balanced believer can recognize whether this is maybe my own obstacle. Is this my own fleshly behaviors and situation? Is this God? Or is this Satan? And so in our own area, we need faith. When it comes to our own obstacles, we need faith. We need faith to dig into the Word of God, dig into the heart of God, and actually have some self-reflection time and, um, and actually allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify us. Sanctify us. Sanctify us. I think that word is, is such a deep word if you reflect on that word. But it's, it's a washing over of his blood. It's a washing over of his purity. It's a washing over of his holiness into our lives. And it brings about his best. And, but in, in the area of God's obstacles, we need wisdom. Because uh, even at times we can read when Paul uh, and in the Macedonian situation, the Macedonian man appeared. We, we see a reflection of where God puts an obstacle in someone's way to prevent them from going down a different path. And we can see that throughout Scripture. There's different um, stories we can read where we see actually God does put obstacles in the way. But then he brings about fruit from that if we listen and we heed his warning. And then when it comes to Satan's obstacles, we need authority. Authority. We need to know our authority. And um, I, I don't want to spend too much time on, on all of this stuff today because, uh, like I said, I want to just share on these three other people because I think it would just be an encouragement for us today. But we need to know our authority and then we need to operate in authority. If we don't know our authority, we're not living under his headship and we're slightly out of kilter, then we won't carry an authority to quash the enemy's lies and fears and doubts and all this sort of as, as easy as we do when we are in alignment with him. When we're in alignment with him, we have an authority because we're sitting under authority. And when you sit under authority, there's a, there's a power and a confidence in how we walk. If you're on your own, you know what it's like when you're on your own. You just, you, you just really want to be with someone who can actually stand with you and agree with you, don't you? And so that's what it's like with us 
with obstacles. If the enemy is putting obstacles in our path, we want to know our authority and we want to sit under authority. So I want to take us to, um, I want to actually, I want to read first from 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, the victory isn't through me. The victory isn't even through me deciding to live better. The victory isn't through me just doing things a little bit and even getting some self-help, which is always good to do. And all those things are good. But the victory comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we recognize that in our lives, when we actually speak that out even, whatever obstacle you're facing, recognize that it's you need Jesus to help you to get through it. If it's just you, you might be facing it again in six weeks' time or six months' time or six years' time or whatever it might be. Because we in and of ourselves can only do so much. But when we have the power of Jesus Christ and when we know why we're doing these things, then we can actually rise up in his victory and say, Lord, I need your help right now. I want to overcome some obstacles in my life and I need you to take me through it. Remember, he's already conquered it for you. He's already conquered it for you. The you that he sees is the victorious one. He sees the victorious one. He sees the successful one. He sees the one who can actually do this stuff. And so I want us to, I want to just look really briefly at three people. And I'm, I'm showing you these people because, A, I really admire their fitness, okay? And I'm not anywhere near at that level. But I, I admire that. But these three people have faced massive challenges that probably not many of us here have faced. Now, many people have faced challenges in this room. But these three people, I've picked them out because today I know that you're going to be able to relate to them in a way that I did as well and in a way that you can sit there and go, my situation is probably not as bad as I thought. My obstacles maybe are not as big as I thought. So I want to start with a lady and Tim will throw up a photo of Turia Pitt. Some of you may have heard of her and... Um, Turia, in September 2011, she was running an ultra marathon. That's a 100-kilometer marathon up in the Kimberley region, I think it was, in, in Western Australia. And there was a bushfire that went through, and um, she got caught up in it, as did some other runners, and it was, it was, it was an absolute disaster. You probably heard about it. And um, in the end, she, you can read about her story, but in the end, she got burnt. 65% uh, of her body melted uh, her skin melted off her body, um, and you can I think you can see from the photo she had to have some fingers amputated um, and all sorts of uh, 200 or more operations she's had in the last five years to get just to get back to uh, functioning again. And of course, the doctor said you're never going to run again. She was a runner, and so well, I want to encourage you. Let me just read a little bit of the the story. Uh, Turia, the 29-year-old Australian, completed the 3.8 km swim, 180-kilometer cycle, and 42.2-kilometer marathon run. That's all in one day. Marathon run in 14 hours, 37 minutes, and 30 seconds. 
It's five years and 200 operations since Pitt suffered burns to 65% of her body in a WA bushfire. Pitt was complete, competing in an ultramarathon when the fire nearly killed her. Severe injuries to her hands meant Pitt had custom-made gear and brake levers on her bike to do the Ironman. The burns have left Pitt unable to regulate her body temperature, so she wore special race clothing to cope with the severe heat and humidity that are features of the Hawaiian Ironman. And she's done it. She's done other triathlons, other marathons, and now actually she travels around. She has motivational speaking. She has a training course that she runs and um, that her fiancé, who was with her at the time, uh, who was, she was together with five years ago at the uh, ultra marathon, I think he just asked her to marry her recently. Um, and they may already be married. I don't know. I'm not up on the latest. But, but I just thought, wow, what, a, what an incredible woman, but what an incredible man. And, um, and so these guys, and, um, you know, they don't share anything about faith necessarily. But I, I say that to say that look at the obstacles that she faced. Look at the obstacles that even he faced. But she's faced those things and she's looked at them and she said, I'm not going to let the obstacles determine the path of my life. I'm not going to let the result, the situation, which was an absolutely terrible situation, I'm not going to let that keep me back for the rest of my entire life. She's only 29. And, and thousands upon, she's got over like 100,000 people follow her on Instagram for inspiration. The world is crying out for inspiration, isn't it? The world is crying out for truth and for hope and for destiny. But our life is so short, isn't it? These stories are incredible and they're amazing. But this is just to fulfill this tiny little life that we have here on earth. Then we have a story that's even greater and it's the story of Jesus Christ. And so if we look at these, the lives of these people, we can see, look at what they're doing with their life. They're overcoming incredible obstacles to accomplish incredible things. And we can take some courage from that and say, wow, if they can do it, of course I can do it. And then we put some special source of Jesus Christ on top of that. And then we go, wow, how much more then can we achieve? How much more can we see? Take us uh, to the next slide. This is well known to most of us, the Hoyts, um, Dick and Rick Hoyt. Rick, born with cerebral palsy, um, his family tried to make life as normal as possible. His dad, you know, still played hockey with him and that sort of stuff when he was younger. And in 1977, Rick heard about a five-mile road race to benefit a recently paralyzed lacrosse player. Now, Rick is the son, right? So he's got cerebral palsy. He, he is about someone else. And so he, he told his father and he wanted to participate. Um, it was not the race, nor, nor was it running, that would ever be able to do that inspired his desire. It was Rick's compassionate nature and desire to help others that motivated the father. One problem, Dick was not a runner. Great fathers, however, make sacrifices. Great fathers give up their time, money, and physical energy for the sake of giving their children a better life or sometimes merely a smile. Dick may not be, have been a runner, but as a great father, his son's request was all the motivation he needed. He agreed and pushed his son wheel, son's wheelchair for five miles, which is sort of eight Ks. What happened next changed the course of the Hoyt's lives, as well as countless others, for the next 37 years. After returning home, Rick typed out on his computer, Dad, when I'm running, it feels like my disability disappears. 
Dick immediately took to sacrificing his time and energy, selflessly giving that able-bodied feeling to his son. Over the next three and a half decades, the pair set, achieved, and surpassed not only their own goals, but also everyone else's expectations of a father carrying, towing, and pushing his wheelchair-bound adult son. Their accomplishments include over a thousand races completed, including marathons, duathlons, and triathlons, six of them being the Ironman Hawaii um, triathlon competition. Also adding to the list of achievements, Dick and Rick biked and ran across the US in 92, completing the full 3,735 miles in 45 days. That's a whole lot of kilometers, five or 6,000 kilometers in 45 days. I mean, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Again, when we look at the lives of these guys, and a lot of us have heard this story, what determination a human being has inside of them, they just need the motivation. And this is what it is for a lot of us. We, by the grace of God, live so free, so open lives that we have a plethora of choices. We have ample opportunities. We have incredible um, openings in front of us and sometimes they're free and they're, they're, we have so much time, we have freedom, we have homes, we have food, we have all of these things. And yet sometimes when we look at these people who have faced incredible adversary in their lives, opposition, obstacles, struggles, trials, some of, some of the things that we struggle with are nothing, are nothing. And I don't want to make light of situations that are real and are tough that we go through. But when we see people like this, we see the human spirit is very powerful. God has put in us a victorious spirit. God has put in us a powerful spirit that is designed to overcome challenges. It's designed to overcome obstacles. And when we are holding his hand, like it says in Psalm 37, 23, I think it is. When we stumble, it's the Lord who holds our hand. And so even when we're going through trouble and strife and trials and all this sort of stuff, it's him who holds our hand. And when we look up to him and we see, hang on, you're holding my hand. You already know the victory. You already know the solution. You have the answer. Then we walk with him through victory. I want to finish um, with this, this will be motivation to some of our senior members. She is called the Iron Nun. Any of you heard of the Iron Nun? Yeah, a couple of people have. This is motivation big time, right? Her name is Madonna Buddha. She began training at age 48 um, at the request of Father John, who was her priest, I think, at the time, or leader at the time, and um, who told her it was... Uh, a way of tweaking mind, body, and spirit, and for the relaxation and calmness it can bring an individual. She completed her first triathlon at age 52, and first Ironman, the Hawaii Ironman, event at age 55, and has continued ever since. Buddha is well known in the triathlon community for her achievements in age group races. She has completed over 325 triathlons, which is the ride, swim, and run, okay? It's the whole, the whole lot, right? Including 45 Ironman distances. 
At the 2005 Hawaii Ironman, at age 75, the Iron Nun became the oldest woman ever to complete the race, finishing one hour before the 17-hour midnight cutoff time. At the 2006 Hawaii Ironman, at age 76, she again became the oldest woman ever to complete the race, finishing with a time of 16 hours, 59 minutes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I think she's still going. There you go, 86-year-old. She's still running. And so what an incredible story. What an incredible story. Now, obviously, she's a nun. She's a believer. She knows Jesus. She loves Jesus. But she's taken that to a whole another level by someone speaking life into her. And then she's tapped into this whole victorious stream in her life that didn't exist before she was like 48. So it's never too late. It's never too late. And I'm not talking about running a triathlon. I'm, I, we're not running one as Harvest Triathlon or anything like that. We're, you know, we're not planning anything. This is not loaded. Right? Whatever it is, is still achievable. Whatever your dream is, whatever your desire is, whatever your passion is, it's still achievable. I mean, 86, come on, what more motivation do you need than that? That's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? And, you know, in a matter of what, one or two years, you know, she was up to, the, up to the speed and the agility and the strength and the endurance to be able to do this stuff. And so I say all that to say that Jesus has in us incredible resources, resources. Are you tapping into the resources that he put in you? Are you tapping into the kingdom incredible qualities that he's put uniquely in you and in me? Are you tapping into them? Or do, are there obstacles that have blocked your life that you're just saying, well, it's just too hard or maybe I can't do that or I failed last time or it's just, you know, I can't get up the motivation. I mean, I'm hoping this morning it could be motivation enough for you to wake up tomorrow morning and, and um, Karen and I joke sometimes because one of the things Tony Robbins does, little side trail, is he wakes up very early in the morning. And the first thing he does is go for a freezing plunge pool dip. And it's like, you know, I think he sets it at, you know, six degrees or something like that. It's really cold water and boom, and he's awake and then he's into it, right? I think that would do that for us too. But there's so many things that people do all over the earth to find the motivation. And yet we as believers have an inherent calling to be people who live for the kingdom, who are motivated, who are driven, not, not driven by just a need to succeed, but driven by a king who has a mandate over our lives to go and multiply, make disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. All of these things are motivational statements to us. All of these things are to call out the treasure in us and say, go on, do it, do it. He's called us to have an abundant life in John 10.10. He wants us to have an abundant life. But some of us don't have an abundant life because we've let the obstacles determine the outcome instead of the victory that's put inherently inside of all of us. Every single one of us has that victory within inside of us. Every single one of us. And, you know, it's amazing. Um, I got to spend some time this week in Sydney with um, David Crabtree from Dayspring Church and Chad from Bayside and, 
And, um, and it was just great to be able to hear what God is doing in all sorts of different spheres. And the truth is, God all over the earth right now is blending and mixing and shaping and forming a body that is unified, not in a way we thought it may come about unity, but it's the, the lines are so blurred now. You can't tell whether someone's Pentecostal or not. You can't tell whether, whether someone's from this brand or that brand, because God's just sweeping away the lines. And he's, he's making a body that is unified, not formed in the way we want it to be formed, but just formed uniquely in his own way. And of course, we look a little bit different and smell a bit different and whatever else, but that's just life. But he's doing it all over the earth because he wants his bride to rise up in her calling. And that's what he desires from us. And that's what, when I read these things and see these things, that's what stirs in me. It's like, wow, if those guys can do it, I mean, seriously, look at this lady. She's still a nun. It's not like, I mean, it's full-time uh, nunnery or whatever you call it, plus, plus the, the triathlons. Yeah, I'm not real familiar, you know. I wasn't raised Catholic, okay? <laughs> One John five verse four says this: For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It's through faith in Him that you and I will overcome every obstacle, every trial, every challenge. It's through the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, and that's just the starting point. That's just the starting point. Then. Look at what's possible. Look at what's possible if we dive into the incredible inheritance that we have within our human spirit to achieve greatness, to achieve incredible things far beyond. Maybe we've set some goals. I want to challenge you today. It's not even New Year. Let's do it now. To begin to set maybe a decade goal. You know, um, I've heard it said that we way overestimate what we can do in a year, but we way underestimate what we can do in a decade. And it's so true because oftentimes we need to give ourselves time to, do, to build something of wealth and of value. And I'm not talking about money, but inside of ourselves. If we want to get really healthy, then give yourselves a few years to do it. If you want to get really strong and fit, and, then give yourself a few years to do it. If you want to make a lot of money, give yourself a decade to do it and build something and start making those decisions. And when we do that for the kingdom then we have reinforcements behind us. Because remember, he overcame all the struggles. He has overcome your problems. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. You might want to write that down. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Let's stand this morning, and I just want to pray. Thanks, guys. Just lift your hands if you just want... Um, I'm not talking about a fresh burst of motivational hype, but what I am talking about is, is a fresh awareness of the incredible wealth that lies within you, the incredible wealth that lies within you and me. Today, not even tomorrow, right now, this victory is within you. To overcome the obstacles, the power, the authority that you need is within you right now. And so, Lord, we pray right now, for each and every one of us, Lord, we just pray for those obstacles that you would shine your light on them. 
anything reducing the fullness of the kingdom of God, that you would shine your light. I pray the wisdom of God over each of us this morning and that you would enable us to know the truth and the truth would set us free. Lord, that you would fill us with your spirit. You'd fill us with might and wisdom and power and authority to know how to stand, to know how to walk, how to make good decisions. Lord, that nothing would hold us back. Old habits would not hold us back. Limitations would not hold us back. Doubts and fears would not hold us back. Things of the past would not hold us back. Lord, we pray a fresh washing of the blood of Jesus over us today. Lord, that you would put things to bed that need to be dead. Lord, that you would let things go that need to just be gone. And so we just dust our feet today of things that need to be rid from our lives. And we give them to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray today that you would inspire us. Not just our own goals or our self-motivation, but you would inspire us to greatness. You would inspire us to wealth. You would inspire us to health. You would inspire us to incredible relationships. You would inspire us to great families and, and great building blocks to the future. And Lord, I pray today that you would fill us with a fresh breath of heaven, a fresh breath of heaven to believe again, to see again, to know again, to hear again in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org. Thank you.